And so Tony, he's not a guy that spends a lot of time up here, but he has been at Venture for almost 20 years. 20 years. And for most of that, yes, please, round of applause. That is awesome. That is awesome. For 20 years. And so for most of that time, he was our children's minister, and he also started Venture Christian Preschool. Uh, he's transitioned the last few years to oversee the preschool uh, with more of his time and also the, our adult pastoral care. And so you don't need his resume. You need to know Tony is a great guy. He's a great dad. He's recently a grandfather, and he just exudes love for people. And so you will hear that. I got to listen to his warm-up today. You will just hear his heart for God, heart for God's word, but also his heart for the people of the church. And that's you guys. And so uh, please give me a round of, or give <laughs> Tony, please with me, give Tony a round of applause as he comes up. Thank you. <laughs> Oof. Good morning. It's so good to be back up here. It's been a while since I've uh, had the pleasure and honor of being on stage. But there's some things that are advantage to a former teacher and children's minister. Um, used to attention spans of about five minutes. Um, if you have some question, or really, tell me about your pet or something that happened exciting, just yell it out. I'll be able to cover that as well. And if you have to go to the restroom, just raise your hand and exit that way. But it is good to be here. Um, I haven't, well, okay, when I came 20 years ago almost, my beard was totally black and um, things do change. But I, I'm so glad to be able to be a part of this team and uh, the pastoral care for you all. And I want to introduce, some of you may not know my family, so I want to introduce to you my family. So uh, this was taken last Thanksgiving. We had one taken yesterday, but I didn't get it enough. So let me introduce you. Starting on the far right is our son, Scott, and he's a freshman at Indiana Wesleyan University. And then Andrew and Anna. Anna's our daughter, and Andrew is her husband. And their little boy, Caleb, uh, is there, and they just welcomed a new daughter, Rebecca, in um, August and uh, then Mary, my beautiful wife of almost 29 years. And then over next to me is our son, Glenn, the drummer. You may have seen him in our drum cage. And his wife, Allison. And then on the far left is our daughter, Katie, who's a junior this year at Indiana Wesleyan. When we came, Katie was two. So it's just, this is their home church. And it is my home church as well. And uh, we got to celebrate Thanksgiving this week, as many of you were able to do this past week. And a tradition that's been in our country since like 1621 at Plymouth, it didn't become an official Thanksgiving day until 1863 with Abraham Lincoln. He said the fourth Thursday of November, and then FDR changed that to, or the last Sunday, and then FDR changed it to the fourth Thursday of uh, Thursday of, of November. And this month at Venture, we've been talking about how blessed we are and what we can do with what we have and how can we can be content and Stan and um, Daniel and Jake all led us through scriptures to help us with that. So today, I want to uh, focus on thankfulness, since we've just went through Thanksgiving, and that's pretty much what's on our mind. But to start with, I want you to take a look at this clip and think, are we thankful? Are we going to have a prayer? It's Thanksgiving, you know. Before we're served, shouldn't we say grace? In the year 1621, 
the pilgrims held their first Thanksgiving feast. They invited the great Indian chief, Massasoit, who brought 90 of his brave Indians and a great abundance of food. Governor William Bradford and Captain Miles Standish were honored guests. Elder William Brewster, who was a minister, said a prayer that went something like this. We thank God for our homes and our food and our safety in a new land. We thank God for the opportunity to create a new world for freedom and justice. Amen. Just as a side note, this weekend was Charles Schultz's 100th birthday, and the uh, comic strips throughout the newspapers all honored him in a certain, in their way uh, this week. So, thought that was kind of appropriate to have that there. So, unfortunately, across America, this very thing may have happened in homes. We hear from others on Facebook how grateful they are and, and how wonderful their year has been and how blessed they've been. Um, they have beautiful prayer for Thanksgiving and everyone joins in at the end with an ex uh, a thankful amen. And then it begins. Looking around, maybe some are looking down their noses or looking at some, what someone is wearing and comparing to what they're wearing. Or if you're at another house, you start looking around and my house doesn't measure up to this house. So you begin feeling like it's not fair that they have and you have not. Sometimes I'm guilty of thinking of like, well, is this all there is? Or really, this is what we're having? And I get an attitude adjustment from my mother, remembering she would say, Anthony Glenn, be thankful for what you have. Be thankful for what I have. Really? Sometimes we think, well, I deserve better than that. Or why has God blessed them more than me? I'm not asking for much. In the video, Peppermint Patty was so excited about the meal, and she remembered that they needed to say a prayer. So Linus stood and told a little history of Thanksgiving and said a very nice prayer. And as soon as amen was finished, the food began going out. Linus looked a little surprised when the plate came flying to him, but he didn't say anything. But Peppermint Patty began complaining almost immediately. What? Popcorn? Jelly beans? Toast? What? This isn't a Thanksgiving feast. What is this? 
So, let's think about it. Who are you? Are you Peppermint Patty or are you Linus? We are thankful. Are you thankful? Rudyard Kipling, the writer of such things as The Jungle Book and Ricky Tikki Tavi and uh, Just So Stories, and he's also a Nobel Prize winner, was fortunate enough to live long enough to see his success as a writer. One day, a young reporter approached him and said he had read an article and that had calculated his worth, and it had come out to $100 a word. He was worth $100 a word. Kipling was pretty surprised about that, and the reporter pulled out a $100 bill and handed it to him and said, so give me a $100 word. So Kipling looked at the $100, he folded it up, put it in his pocket, and said, thanks. <laughs> yeah, thanks is a $100 word, and we probably don't use it much, and we probably need to use it more. Now that Thanksgiving has passed and we're entering the Christmas season, yay, it's my favorite season. Um, it is also the first Sunday of Advent, just so you know. But anyway, we generally move from this thankfulness to a season of wanting and maybe even greed. But our attitude of thankfulness should never be discarded as quickly as the turkey carcass. We need to have a thankful attitude year-round, and that requires some work. I want to read you a verse that may help you, and you may already know this verse, and it may be the first time you've heard it. It's found in 1 Thessalonians in the New Testament, and Paul is writing to the church of Thessalonica. He's writing to them because they're having a difficult time being thankful. They're having problems with that. And so this is what it says, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Here we read when we are to be thankful, in all circumstances. And we read why we're to be thankful, because this is God's will for all believers, as he knows a grateful heart is a happy heart. We can be thankful no matter what we're facing because God is worthy of our thanksgiving. In this verse, Paul is giving us instructions on how to gain heart knowledge, not just head knowledge. True gratitude. We're to be thankful in the midst of all circumstances, not merely those that are easy and pleasant. I realize this is far easier said than done. God asks us to trust his ways even when we don't understand them. We're to be thankful for the gifts he has given to us, not focus on what we don't have. Do you have this thankfulness in all circumstances? So who are you? Are you Peppermint Patty or are you Linus? Are you a Peppermint Patty? How can I tell if I'm not thankful. For first thing, Peppermint Patty complains. Something is always to this or to that. It isn't good enough. Uh, that's not good enough. 
that person is doing it wrong. They are doing it badly. I hate my job. I hate this place. I hate these people. But I love Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Do you see a contradiction here? Peppermint Patty finds something to complain about even when she receives a blessing. Wow, someone just gave me $50. Oh, that's great. I really needed it. This time of year, I really needed it. What a blessing. (laughs) But it would have been nice if if it weren't a $50 bill. Now I have to go somewhere to break it. And some places won't even take a $50 bill. I could go to the bank or, or, well, I have to go somewhere and buy something to break it down a little bit. So, wow. Hmm. Instead of being thankful, we nitpick. Criticize everything. Ephesians 5, 19 through 20 tells us how to have the spirit of thankfulness. Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. If we would carry a song in our hearts that came out of our mouths in encouragement toward one another, then we would be people who are giving thanks to God for everything. But... If we're not thankful, then what comes out of our mouth is not music. It's like poison. Being a peppermint patty drags people down. Did you notice the looks on the faces of those around peppermint patty as she started complaining? How many times have you caught yourself jumping on the complaining wagon? It's so easy to do. Well, we might catch ourselves first and, you know, yeah, yeah. And then, then uh, yeah, that's right. And then before you know it, you're right in the middle of all this complaining. Hmm. Another way we can tell that we might be a peppermint patty is that we are never satisfied. We're never satisfied. King Solomon, the son of David, is attributed to the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament. He writes in Proverbs 27:20, death and destruction are never satisfied. And neither are the eyes of men. Nothing is never enough. No matter what someone does for Peppermint Patty, she has the attitude of, well, what have you done for me lately? So since since she's never satisfied, she finds herself to be a person who's expectant and demanding of other people. No matter how many times she gets what she wants, she's not satisfied. It's not that she's not getting enough She's just not thankful for what she has. And that attitude leads to pessimism and negativity. And she's discontent and miserable. To put it in other words, she's thankless. So we have looked at Peppermint Patty. Now let's look at Linus. Are you a Linus? The first thing that will let you know if you are a Linus is that Linus is thankful in all circumstances. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Paul, the writer for the book of Thessalonians, did not say to give thanks for all circumstances. 
All our circumstances in life are not always good. But there will always be something to give thanks for. My wife Mary lost her dear sister Alice recently to cancer. Alice fought cancer bravely for two and a half years. This is not a circumstance that you would think that Mary's family would be giving thanks for. But during Alice's battle and final victory, so many reached out to say what a blessing Alice was to them. How she showed Jesus to everyone. Alice was a light for God during her treatment and illness. The outpouring of love to the family during the visitation and funeral was tremendous. Each person spoke of Alice's grace, love for Jesus, how she had been an inspiration and an encouragement to them. Several high school young men from the school that she had most recently taught at came to the funeral and wept. Staff from the other schools where Alice had taught also attended, each remembering the shining light for Jesus that Alice was. Members of a running family that they were involved with came to tell how Alice was always there with a smile and a word of encouragement, even when she was no longer able to run with them. I believe this left each of us uh, at that time together feeling thankful for a life so well lived. The family was not giving thanks for the circumstances, but were giving thanks in the circumstances because of the blessings and love that were being poured out on them. Just as Linus was giving thanks for, despite the circumstances for the meal, eating popcorn, jelly beans, pretzel sticks, and toast on a ping pong table with mismatched chairs, he saw the blessing in the circumstance. They were all together there as friends, all contributing. Being thankful in all circumstances allows us to see the blessing in hardships. We will be able to endure and persevere through anything if we can be thankful even in the tr trying times of our lives. Linus has an attitude of thanksgiving all year long that allows him to be joyful. So what does it really mean? Giving thanks in all situations means that you will see things in the right perspective. Let me say that again. Giving thanks in all situations means that you will see things in the right perspective. Example. I'm thankful for taxes that I pay because I have a job. I'm thankful for the sink full of dirty dishes because it meant I had food to eat. I'm thankful that the laundry basket is overflowing because it means I have clothes to wear. A lawn that needs mowing, gutters that need cleaned, the spot at the far end of the parking lot means that I'm able to walk to the store. Aching muscles at the end of the day means that I was able to do something productive. Being thankful in all circumstances involves seeing the positive in things and putting things in perspective. When we are thankful in all circumstances, we find ourselves feeling content. In verse 17, Paul writes to pray continually. This helps us to be thankful. Philippians 4.6 says, Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. 
I've heard it said that it's impossible to be anxious and thankful at the same time. Linus goes to God with prayers of thanksgiving when approaching him humbly in reverence. Linus prays continually, not because he wants something from God, because, but because he's thankful for what he has, his blessings. Linus pays it forward. A person of integrity pays back. A thankful person pays it forward. Because Linus has been blessed, he wants to be a blessing to others. 2 Corinthians 9, 8, And God is able to bless you abundantly, so then all things, at all times, having all you need, you will abound in every good work. Then skipping down to verse 11. You will be blessed in every way so that you can be a blessing on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Linus loves to play it, pay it forward. Being a blessing to others and the church. You've heard the stories of the drive throughs where the person in front pays for the next person and that person pays for the next person and that pays the next person. Or somebody walks in the line of a grocery store and pays for someone's groceries without them knowing until the end. When we're thankful, we're not just helping those who help us. We're generous and helpful to someone whom we may never see again. Or giving to the church for missionaries we may never meet on this side of heaven simply because we recognize how thankfully blessed we are. So how can Linus be more thankful? Linus tries to be mindful of the little things. In order to be mindful of the little things, he needs to be thinking about the little blessings he receives every day. The word think and thank have the same root, reminding us that thanksgiving comes from thinking about our blessings. Linus has an acute awareness of the little things, so he has an attitude of thankfulness. James 1.17, every good and perfect gift comes from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Linus knows there's no gift too small when it comes from God. Some say they are little things, but think about where they come from. They come from God. If we're not thankful for little things, why should we expect to be blessed with greater blessings of life? But if we have the attitude of Linus, that of thankfulness, we'll see the little things as big blessings. In thankfulness, the little things hold great value and significance. Think about this. If you woke up tomorrow with only the things you gave thanks for today, what would you have? If you woke up tomorrow with only the things you gave thanks for today, what would you have? Linus also knows that things could be worse. He remembers the story of Charlie Brown bringing out Snoopy's dinner on Thanksgiving. Snoopy looked at the bowl, and it was just a usual dog food. Snoopy's like, well, everybody's having turkey and dressing and mashed potatoes and everything like that. This isn't fair. And after thinking for a minute, Snoopy said, well, it could be worse. I could be a turkey. <laughs> Sometimes we look at others' experiences to put things in perspective for us. You might want to read the book of Job or Jonah in the Old Testament. These men face so many adversities that make our situations seem small. 
Both men realized in the end that God never forsook them or abandoned them. They both ended up thankful for God's blessings. One of my favorite stories in the, Old, in the New Testament is Jesus' healing of the ten lepers. It's one of the stories that we have back in the preschool. As Jesus was walking toward Jerusalem for his last time, he heard a group of lepers crying out, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Help us, please. Moved with compassion, Jesus went over and said, Go to the priests and show yourselves. So, it was the priest who would have declared that they were clean. So they all ran off, and as they were running toward the priest, they were all healed. One of them, realizing what had happened, turned around, went back, and fell at Jesus' feet. And said, thank you, thank you so much, thank you, thank you. And Jesus asked a very profound question. Were not all ten of you healed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God? This one of the nine came back, thankful for what Jesus had done for him. He was thankful in all circumstances. He was thankful that Jesus listened to them. After all, they were Samaritans. And he was thankful that Jesus helped them. He knew from experience things could be worse. So, how can we be Come, Linus's. I have five things for you to take away today. Number one, keep a blessing journal at your dinner table. Write in it every night. Each person tells of a blessing from that day. Number two, begin thanking God in the morning for his love and thank him in the evening for his faithfulness. Number three, set an alarm either on your phone or on a clock in your house for a certain time every day and thank God for the gifts that you have received from him that day. Number four, forgive those who have hurt you. Number five, take time to listen to worship music to prompt your thankfulness. My favorite is the goodness of God. So this week, as I was uh, having Bible time with the preschool kids, we were talking about Thanksgiving and how thankful we should be. And I said, you know what? Thanksgiving is a compound word. That means it's two words put together. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And I said, you know what? If we move those words around, it says giving thanks. That's exactly what it is. Thanksgiving we see as a day. Giving thanks can be a daily reminder. So I want to leave you with a simple little prayer song that may bring up some memories for you. But this simple little prayer song, I hope, will remind you that a thankful heart is a happy heart. I thank God for this day, for the sun in the sky, for my mom and my dad, for my piece of apple pie, for our home on the ground, for his love that's all around. That's why I say thanks every day. Because
because he listens to my prayers. That's why I say thanks. And